0: Welcome to Lightning Rounds. This is a branch from our Young Adult Podcast where we talk about culture, the Bible, and life, where you, the listener, get to ask honest questions to us and hopefully you get some honest biblical answers. My name is Zach, and I am the Scotty Smalls to the Benny Rodriguez, which is our other host, Andrew Newman. Hello. <laughs> good, to, good to be together again. <laughs> and so if I'm Scotty Smalls, or I know we've kind of mentioned it too, mentioned yeah, it. I look like yeah, yeah, yeah too, yeah. from the Sandlot, and Andrew, you're Benny Rodriguez, or? I'm Ham,
1: dude. Yeah, I am like the catcher. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He, I have read freckles, freckles. <laughs> i was a catcher in little league for like six years because i was on the heavier side and blocked that ball you know. you're just a legend to me so that's why you're bending <laughs> red figures.
0: maybe in my mind that's why
1: heroes get remembered what is the what is the legends classic line die. legends
0: never die legends heroes
1: never die. get remembered but legends never die i love that that's a great line
0: so we got our next guest host here is joel Ron timer, this is his third time running for this yeah. one. Yeah, girl. we've enjoyed having you on your podcast so much that um, we might just make you a regular. Okay, <laughs> I feel so, like a houseplant. Yeah, <laughs> this year I'm growing. It's growing. <laughs> yeah, which you know, speaking of Sandlot, if you were a Sandlot character, which one would you relate to oh, the most?
2: Man, dude, the names threw me off. I know the guys. Which ones? So Benny's the main guy, the main Be, kid. Yeah, with that, with the with the, uh, With the super, Dodgers super hat. Sneakers. Yes. The PF Flyers. PF Flyers. Yes. There is an house. Black PF Flyers. Man. I don't know. That's a good question. Was there like a, a skinny blonde kid that had a lot of energy? I know which one. I know he? which one.
1: It was it? I think it was the first baseman. Remember the first baseman kid? who's like...
0: The really tall guy? <laughs> yeah, the really tall guy.
1: The really tall first baseman that went... I, I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> Do you remember when Squints... He, he fakes that he's drowning, right? Yes. And he's there on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, my, he goes, Oh man, he looks like a dead fish. That guy. That's <laughs> that guy. Joel. I feel oh, like that that's Joel. Yeah. He's yeah. going like a dead
0: fish. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So. I'll take it. We got a segment that we are bringing back from our first, it was like our first, one yeah. of our first episodes, huh? It was
1: one of the first go-arounds, yeah. for sure.
0: First go-arounds. Chuck Norris facts. Nice. Yes.
1: I'm scared to look.
0: So, Chuck Norris facts. Chuck Norris facts. Number one,
2: Chuck Norris doesn't read books. He stares them down until he gets the information he wants. That's good. That's a good one. I feel like it's a good one for Andrew because you don't really like reading books, do you? Oh, my
1: gosh. I have such a hard time
2: reading books. Yeah, you've read more books than most of the people I know.
1: Well, it's like part of my job is like reading as the resident theologian. As the resident theologian. <laughs> <laughs> Every year I start this systematic theology book, like determined to get through it. And I never do. I get to page like 12 and I like give up because it is, it's 1100 pages. <laughs> it just feels like Mount Everest of reading. Huh. Anywho, number two. Yeah, number two. Number two. If you spell Chuck Norris and Scrabble, you win forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's <a> good. One. <laughs> like <this>. Automatic win. <laughs> Number three here, we got, if Chuck Norris were to travel to an alternate dimension in which there was another Chuck Norris and they both fought, they would both win. <laughs> <laughs> immovable. An immovable object meets an unstoppable force. Unstoppable force. Yeah. So that's it, was, it. You know, that's it. None of us went to college.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I was not paying pay attention. Number four, Chuck Norris's calendar. It goes straight from March 31st to April 2nd. Because no one fools Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's good. That's
0: good. I beat of fool. Hey, he was on that. Was he? Was he part, was he part of that? The A-Team? He was part of A-Team? Uh, I don't no, think he, he was wasn't. on A-Team.
1: No. No. I mean, maybe he made a guest appearance. A guest appearance. Maybe if Walker, Texas Ranger, and the A-Team mashed up, I don't think our brains could take it with how awesome. <laughs> like if Murdoch... Never mind. I watched
2: the <laughs> Wow, you do know your TV. I loved
0: 18. <laughs> dun, 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 yeah, he did fight bam, Bruce Lee bam, bam. though. He did. Enter the Dragon. I mean, who? Yeah, who has Bruce the Lee guns. ripped out his chest hair. Remember that scene? Oh, <laughs> that's <like>, cool.
1: <laughs> but it grew back in an instant because no one rips out Chuck Norris's <laughs> exactly. chair, his chest hair. Okay, number five here. Chuck Norris is the only person that can punch a Cyclops between the, <laughs> the eyes. <laughs>
2: Between the eye. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> oh, that
0: was good. That's a good one. All right, number six. Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo is hiding. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh,
2: number seven. When Chuck Norris was born, the only person who cried was the doctor. Never slap Chuck Norris. <laughs>
1: That's good. I think Um. the
0: last time we went through the last time we went through Chuck Norris jokes, that we talked about his birth, something about him drop kicking his way out or something. (laughs) 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 I think you're right.
1: (laughs) So, talk about legend. Is there ever a name that will live on in infamy as like as as you know? You have like some great names out there, Chuck Norris. (laughs) Jesus, uh, the Apostle Paul, <laughs> Chuck Norris,
0: but of our ge- of our generation, of our, generation. Right. he's up there with Billy Graham. Oh, he's I believe to- so. Billy Graham, Walt Disney. You <laughs> <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's a he's a believer too. Chuck, Chuck Norris, no Chuck Norris. Like
1: of course a, he is. He's a Christian. Of course he is. Course. How could you? Yeah. How could you be Chuck Norris and not believe in God? I mean.
0: Just thanks God every day. The, yeah. Thank you for making, making me, me.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the Boflex. What was that thing he used to endorse? It was like this rowing machine, remember? Yeah. The Total Gym. Yeah. I watched too much TV as a
0: child. Yeah.
1: But Total Gym and ATM. Yeah.
0: Real question. If him and um Van Dam were to get in a fight, you know the guy that does the splits in every action movie yeah. he's in? Jean Claude. Yeah. Bloodsport, Jean Claude, yeah. Who do you think would win? Oh. I I heard that
2: Jean Claude was an awful guy to fight with all the extras. Like the stuntman hated him because he literally break their arms and stuff. Like he yeah, they would like, fight and he just he didn't have as much control. He just literally break people's <laughs> arms. They're like, dude, you're the worst.
1: It's pretend. It's acting. Yeah. You're a terrible actor. Yeah. <laughs> Great fighter. <laughs> terrible actor. Yeah. It's not real life. Yeah. So, anyway. pretend punch. Oh, that's good. I don't know. I feel like Jean Claude. His muscle, I mean, he had a lot more muscles. It's true, a lot more muscles. I mean, bloodsport—he was like,
2: so man, it. jacked. Did they, did they never fight? Have they never oh, fought in a movie? I don't think so.
0: But I mean, Jean Claude, his muscles—yeah, what he is to muscles, I would say like Chuck Norris is to like hair, like <laughs> beard and chest hair and arm hair—and nice toss up right there, right. So I mean, yeah, Jean Claude's more wins? smooth. What wins?
1: Hmm. I I have to go personally with hairiness because, yeah. you can't see this, but it's give, there, give a little in the in the mic. Yeah, it's that's there. my beard. That is his beard. Yeah, that's it's it. kind of gross. It's awesome. We yeah. just lost half of our listeners yeah, to that. Sound. Everyone's now going. Like, was that his beard? Yeah. Sounds, was sounds yeah. you don't want to hear in the night. <laughs> It's like the angel of death <laughs> passing over you. Beard rustling.
0: What is that? The
1: only sound you hear when Chuck Norris enters. Get the shaver, quick. <laughs> Honey, get the shaver. What is that? It's the beard rustling. <laughs> I hear beard rustling in the
2: corner.
0: Myth or legend. Oh, man. Oh, uh, well. Anywho. Well, the, guys, the guys are still listening. <laughs> the guys are still on. All right, so we're going to get to the questions that's You guys sent in. We got a lot of questions um, from you guys when we threw it out there on our Instagram. Thank you so much. We honestly, if we were to answer all the questions we got, we'd probably be here for a couple hours. Mm. So we only picked three of them. (laughs) These are the three that... uh, (laughs) These are the three that passed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, we'll get to the other ones later. But um, thank you so much again for sending in your questions. Whoever you are. We don't know who you are. We don't put your names. We don't announce them. Unless you're from, from Kentucky. Because you're a great listeners. guy, good old great guy from Kentucky. Speaking good old of boy, Bowflex.
1: Yeah, we're gonna start calling this guy Colonel Sanders, <laughs> just in code.
0: Our Colonel, good old boy, Colonel, Colonel Sanders, Sanders. <laughs> Kentucky. All yeah. right. Well, so moving on into our honest questions. Um, these were some really good ones. I think just getting started with this first one. This first question, a listener asks, how do you explain to a new Christian why missionary dating? is not the way to go mm-hmm. you know i really like this question before i throw it to you guys because last episode we talked a little bit about dating yeah how to get out of the friend zone that's true how to get out of the friend zone i thought there's a lot of drop the love bomb <laughs> love grenade pull the pin <laughs> pull it pull and run. Pull it and run <laughs> pull, one way out. pull it and run don't wait <laughs> yeah. don't wait for an answer Just pull, yeah. it, pull the pin and Just get out of there let things land <laughs> So maybe this person is getting out of the friend zone and they're yeah. wondering, is missionary de- dating a good idea? How do you, or how do you explain to a Christian yeah. why it's not the way to go?
2: Yeah, I, and it's funny. I'm, to be honest with you, 80 percent of the time this probably isn't an honest question, meaning like the person just likes somebody really bad but they't know they don't know the Lord I don't hmm. know, but maybe again, uh, you, you phrase a new Christian, maybe a new Christian doesn't know why. Um, I, I think my first reaction was just because the Bible says so um, in 2 Corinthians 6.14. Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? not do. You're going to be a Christian. <laughs> do what the Bible says. Things yeah. will turn out better. Yeah. more better.
0: <laughs> more better.
2: But yeah, 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with dark? And so it's that just that whole unequally yoked meaning that, um, you know, you as a Christian, the bottom line is you want to be, you know, you're, 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 you want to be in love. I mean, you want to be in love with someone that's in love with Jesus like you are, and that's a, that's the most important thing. You'll talk to anybody who is married a non-Christian, and they will just tell you, you know, um, so uh, that that'd be my first thing because you won't be able to share those same deep, you know, convictions, and, and this is the most important thing to you. you. You won't be able to share them. Not to mention your morals won't, won't be the same. And so instantly, you know, uh, the other person will be just a normal person that's going to probably want to pursue the physical things and all that kind of stuff. And so it's going to be a really uphill battle for you. So uh, that's my first reaction. It's just it's unequally yoked. And again, bringing a friend to church. Now, that's a different story. If you have uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And again, we should always be reaching out to people. Um, But again, for me, that dating implies, hey, we're, we're, we're yoking up together. Mm hmm.
0: Yoke, yoke, you're
2: yoked,
1: yoked. That's a, I, I mean, it's a great answer. Like the Bible says so. I mean, that's a great <laughs> one. You can just stop right there. <laughs> and next question. Yeah, the Bible says so. But like what you said, morally too, the Bible, like you coming to Christ, changes everything. Mm-hmm. So your outlook on just about everything in life is different than the world system. And so when you're yoking yourself or you're getting getting together with somebody else you're on two completely different paths heading two different directions. Um, like you're saying, what fellowship has light with dark? I mean, they don't have fellowship. Um, and, and they're two completely different things. And so one of the things that keeps people together and keeps a relationship going is a common bond and a common mission and common goal. So, um, if that's not an enter in, in the foundation of a Christian, is Christ. And what you build your life on uh, is, is Jesus. And so what you build with is going to be different than, say, someone whose foundation is not the Lord. Their foundation is something else. And so it's completely different. And the way that you build your life according to Christ is going to be something totally different. And so like you're saying, absolutely. It's an uphill battle. Uh, they might be real cute, but <laughs> but that fades. And so you can only connect with someone on two mm-hmm. levels, when we are God made us triune, mm-hmm. like and so you can you can't
0: connect on that other level of of spiritual yeah. the other spiritual level. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how you brought that up about how God made us because as a Christian you, you're returning back to your Maker, you're returning back to the one who created you, and that's where you find your purpose, and that purpose. You know, and we talked about it in previous episodes. It's not something where you separate secular and sacred, where you're like, "Oh, these are my Sunday friends, and these are my work friends, or my everyday throughout the week friends," and you dance between the two. But it's something where God, he he he, really becomes central in everything in um, your family, in your school, in your friendships, and even in your dating. He becomes central in that, and as He redeems that and gives you purpose, and like you guys are saying, um, or like you were saying, Andrew, He he made us triune. He is triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And a good friend of mine, a pastor, actually shared this with me, that since he made us that way, and we have a body, a spirit, soul. and a soul, right? Mm-hmm. And so in that way, you want to, like, in Christian dating, you're not just dating to have fun, right? We talked about that. It's it's different than the world. You're, you're dating with a purpose. It's mm-hmm. dating with, hopefully, to find someone to spend the rest of your life with, to honor God with. Um, to, you know, um, and eventually get married. Yeah. And um, you want to find somebody that lines up uh, that way, you know, um, in that sense. Um, you want to be attracted to that person, body, in that sense, body, mind, soul. You want to be attracted to that person physically. You know, God's not going to call you to to date somebody or marry somebody that you have no attraction to, you know. It's not like he's like, here. It's my cross to bear. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's thorn in the flesh. <laughs> This person. Yeah. if you're not attracted to them <laughs> yeah and probably mentally. want to yeah same with mentally if you yeah. don't
2: click mentally is that yeah that, that's what I was gonna yeah
0: that's what I was gonna get to so yeah. it's it's body attracted um, soul mentally like your your emotions your yeah. is this person your best friend is this someone you get along with you you know enjoy being around is this somebody you could be around every day mm-hmm. that's a huge thing because when you're married to that person you're living together. Two sinners living together and it's every day. And it gets <laughs> it gets slicey and dicey. <laughs> Another human every thing. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and then last not last, but last in this order in that sense, spirit, um, they gotta be born again. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you gotta connect on that spiritual level. I mean, there's nothing like connecting with somebody that loves Jesus, that shares that same passion for Christ, for his word, for reaching the lost for worship these things that for prayer these things that are so central to your life now as a new believer um you want to find somebody that shares that with you you want to find somebody you're able to partner with and yeah and to um find that truest joy that god made you to find together both of you enjoying a relationship with the lord yeah
1: i would say to someone maybe you've seen it happen in someone else's life like they brought someone to christ and they got saved or whatever I would say that that is the exception. That is not the rule. Yeah. Like it does happen, but it shouldn't always be like, yeah, this is how it works. No, that's the exception. It's not necessarily the rule in this. So if you've seen it happen for other people, you know, praise God. But I bet if you talk to that person, that was an uphill, difficult thing that we all know someone like they were married, maybe they got saved before their spouse and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: really difficult. Um so maybe, you know, whoever whoever this person is, if you're like, Well, I've seen it happen for other people, hey, that's the exception. That is not God's rule. That's not how, how God set it up. But mm-hmm. I, I thought of something. What do you guys say to someone who's recreationally dating? You know, someone who's just dating like, hey, girls gotta eat. Um, you know, <laughs> okay. so these guys <laughs> are inviting me out. Like a, a, man. A, a man hunter? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> hey, girls, got to eat. This guy's buying, you know, whatever uh, or something like that. A free meal. <laughs> <laughs> but like recreational dating to the to it's like a sport. It's not even something that you're you're not ready to be married. You're not looking to be married. You don't care about that next step. But you're going on all these dates. What would you say it. to someone like that?
0: Stop. <laughs> stop
2: it. Yeah. Just stop. stop it. Yeah. No, well, again, I mean, it, it, it shows. Yeah, God has purpose for your life, so mm-hmm. that would be just doing stuff frivolously, which you wouldn't do with the rest of your life. You wouldn't quit a job. And, oh, I'm taking a job, you know. Mm-hmm. You'd, be, you'd be kind of wearing yourself out and, and, and wasting his, you know, what he's put inside you. So yeah. I think relationally, same thing. That, that'd be showing, you know, a lot Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I think, I mean, if, if like to answer your question, Andrew, and this, I mean, this question is more of asking too, like, hey, this person is obviously asking that maybe they have a friend. Mm-hmm. How do I go about bringing this up? How do I go about like, sharing with them this. Um, I mean, you got to go in, in love and in truth. Mm. And, you know, um, mm. like the Bible says in Ephesians, you know, truth and love. And literally it means truthing in love. And mm. so to, you know, there's times where you, you you are speaking the truth for what it is, but you're not just slapping them in the face with it and just, <laughs> you know, like... There it is. You're a horrible person and you know, yep. like but you, you do it in love. And I think when you when you as a, as a Christian understand that in Christ you find your all in all and that he you find your truest purpose in him, then you trust him with, hey, I trust you, God, with whoever it is that I'm gonna marry, mm-hmm. whoever it is, you know. And for somebody that's recreationally dating and they're a Christian and they're just doing that and they're just like, Hey, no, no, mm-hmm. I would say, Hey, it sounds like you have <laughs> it sounds like you're idolizing relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're idolizing relationships and you're looking for meaning and purpose in other people when you're only going to find that in Christ. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you mean, maybe the reason you're jumping around so much is you're, you find it for a while in this person, but then they get boring or they get old or it falls through, and you keep jumping from one to another. and it's going to keep happening until you stop and you realize that your first love is Jesus. You know, I mean, the Bible says greater love has no one than this than someone who would lay down his life for his friends. Like that person you're dating, they're not going to lay their life down for you. I mean, it's rare, you know, like if you're seriously dating, maybe if you're engaged, okay, they're getting closer to it. But I mean, Jesus died for you. I mean, that's true love. Love is more than feelings. You know, um,
2: if you think I was to, thinking of another
0: song. <laughs> I wanna
2: know what love is.
0: Yeah, those are both both
1: doctrinally sound.
2: <laughs> if you think about it too, it's it's not really like you said it, it's not really fair to that other person, right? In either circumstance, even missionary dating, what you're doing is saying, yeah, I'm gonna date you, which says i want to be with you but i want you to be something else but i'm hoping you change yeah, yeah. so i would say to anybody especially any of our, our young christian listeners like the one thing you want to the one thing you want to do is find someone who is first love is jesus and yeah, passionately love is jesus because that's going to help that's just going to bring so much joy to your life and get you through anything you face which you will face Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't want to leave the biggest component out and say, oh yeah, this person is cute, funny, whatever, but I also hope they change to love Jesus. So I'd say that that's a, it's a big red flag. So yeah, yeah. And just, and be honest. Yeah.
0: Be honest with your relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and I'm, whoever asked this question, it's, it's a really, yeah. I mean, this is good because friends are supposed to keep friends accountable. Yeah. We, we talked about it in our Proverb series about what good community and what good friendship looks like. and. I mean, the Bible says iron sharpens iron, and I think there comes a time where sometimes you see your friends doing some really foolish things. Yeah. Stupid things. I would say. The Bible says S-word. stupid things. <laughs> not the s And you, uh, I mean, and you, you know, you got to be the one to, I mean, pray that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. He convicts. Yeah. You know, but I think there comes a time, too, where you got to keep some of your friends, if you care about them, keep them accountable, you know, let them know, and but in love to see the, I mean, you want to see the best in them, you know, so. Yeah.
1: I was going to say that, cause when you said the person who has to explain this, you know, pray before you have to go explain it. And like that God would open up their eyes, and the Holy yeah. Spirit would open up their eyes and soften their heart so that you're not just coming in there like, Hey, let me, let me just enlighten you. Like the Holy Spirit is the one who's tilling the soil of the heart already, you know? So I think just be praying for that person. Like, you know they're new and great. You know if it, it is a new Christian and they're they're just kind of for the first time figuring this out and kind of walking this out. It's like you got to have some grace for them. You got to have um, definitely some some patience as well. Like hey, I don't know if you know this. Like Paul says in Corinthians, like do you not know? Maybe they don't know. And so coming yeah. in with that mentality, like yeah. I don't know. If, do you know this? Like the Bible says this. Like you're saying, the Bible says. And so I think just graciously, yeah. like bringing the word, like I don't know if you know, but this is probably something you don't want to do. And as a Christian, you know, as someone who loves Jesus, like our value system changes. Maybe they just don't know, yeah. and sometimes it,
0: yeah,
1: it's it, we're ignorant to the fact. Yeah. And so just being gracious with those new believers and new mm-hmm. people who are new in Christ, like we gotta, it's a messy thing. And so just kind of walking with them through, yeah, through the mess, through with grace, you know.
0: Yeah, and isn't it awesome? I mean, when you do. As a Christian, like, when you tell them, maybe if you were having that conversation with them, you're like, I don't know if you know this, but, and when you share that with them, like, it's not like, you know, following Jesus isn't like, hey, I know that's really fun, but we don't have fun, you know, or hey, I know you really like that, but like, but it's always leading them to more fulfillment and joy. It's like, hey. God has something so much better for you than what you're settling for. Than what the enemy is tempting you with, with this person, with this relationship, and making it look like this is the answer. In reality, it's not. Like Jesus has so much more for you. And it's it's more leading them into, you know, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and life more abundantly. Like which is like life the way life was meant to be Mm -hmm. lived, like life to the fullest. And like it's coming in that sense of like, hey, like don't settle for less. Like yeah. Jesus yeah. has so much more yeah. full and purposeful life for you than this. I love Yeah, you. for sure. I think um, I think we need to do a a, a dating series I think podcast so on it's this because it's just right coming now, up a lot. Right? And
1: what well, it funny? Like, um, have you ever heard, you've had to have a conversation with someone and you're dreading it because you're like, this is not going to go well. I got to call them out on something. We've had couples that have come to our church and you know and they want to get married but they're living together and we've had to like, be like, Hey, if you're going to, if we're going to marry you guys, like you can't be living together. The Bible says not to cohabitate. It's not something. And every time I would say nine times out of 10, that conversation has been, we had no idea. Hmm. We had no idea that the Bible, we didn't know that we weren't, we were in sin. And, and so, um, a lot of times like those conversations that we have to have and we're dreading, we're like, Oh, this is going to go so horribly. Like they're going to be angry or whatever. I think we're, we're so worried about the way they're going to react to us rather than them knowing the truth, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of times there is an ignorance and it's been such a blessing Mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, you know, you guys need to separate, live in separate houses. Until you get married, God will bless that. He's not going to bless sin. And so, um, and people are like, yeah, I want to be blessed. I want to do things the right way. I want to honor God, and so, a lot of times it's just coming in with, with the truth of God's word, and it's like so helpful. People, yeah. a lot of people illiterate. are so Bible illiterate.
0: Yeah, um, they have no idea. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's important for new believers to get in the Word. Yeah. And any believer, we're supposed to we're supposed to be people that read our Word, and I mean that's how you discover what God's like, and you hear from Him. And, yeah. So, right on. All right, our next question. Moving on to our next question. This is um, this listener asks, I should say, <laughs> How do you minister to someone with mental illness? And then in parentheses, they say bipolar. And where would you start? This is a big question.
1: I'm going to throw this one over to Joel, who Um. has some experience with, uh, not that he's bipolar or mentally ill, but you've had experience with ministering to to people like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, ministering to. And also, like, even myself, like, growing up, what I've realized younger than growing up is, is no one, just like physically, no one has zero issues or problems. Same mentally. No one has zero issues or problems that they came out of childhood with, you know, unscathed or whatever, right? So again, one thing that's kind of important is to be able to as a friend. And I'll say this up front, the biggest thing you can do as a friend is listen and pray. Mm-hmm. Cuz when people have stuff going on in their own head, there's not a lot of things that you can just say that's going to fix what they have going on in their head. It's very very deep and it's very holy spirit guided journey they're on to healing um and that's for anybody you know what i mean you just grow up like you said earlier we're two humans live when you get married you're two humans living together and that's what iron sharpens iron that's when you realize oh wow i got some quirks that i just grew up with or i was affected and now i'm you know de- treating you like this because that's how i thought it was supposed to happen whatever that is so mentally it's 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 important to realize your friend um and again if your friend has a diagnosis like bipolar okay Then you have to realize, okay, is that uh, that's a a, like a chronic diagnosis that you've had your whole life, and it's a very serious issue, or does your friend have maybe just a mental illness? Kind of like we get sick, and it's like, oh, your mind is acting up. You're having panic attacks, anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression right now, Um, or maybe this is just a first time thing. We're like, oh, you're having a a bad day, and your mind is just just messing with you, you know? Because the devil, we have to know um, that. That the devil messes with our heads. That's just one of his biggest targets. Um, Him mess with you emotionally, um, and the, or he mess with you physically or spiritually. He's always coming at you from a different angle. So to know that that your mind is one of those battlefields where he comes at you, you know, and to know that we do not fight with um, earthly weapons, but our, our, our weapons are divine. So um, with a friend, one kind of know where they're at, and, and know um like i said there's people there's people that are way down that line where i've met people you know especially on the street i minister on the street a lot in colorado and there's people who are so involved with drugs are so long that there's also spiritual you know it was a spiritual battle so also di- you know diagnosis of my friend a christian who's trying to follow the lord and fighting this or is this just a person that like a, like a, a person i met on the street who has given themselves over? to um to spirits and stuff like that because that line and again you see it through Jesus' whole ministry um he he would cast spirits out of people who who were you know demonically oppressed and so they were either out of their mind or they're physically but he would cast demons out so um, i think in the in the spiritual world a lot of times we don't see the spiritual world for what it is and so we even with money or greed or power we don't see you know we look at people and we think they're fine but they're not, you know, they are given over to greed or mm-hmm. power. And and then that comes with its own issues. And you see them going home and turning to alcoholism or something to cope with, whatever their problems are. Um, so, again, the, the line between possession, you know, like non-Christians um, that really battle that, that's a different line for, for people you may meet on the street. And, again, I just say, again, listen, pray hard. I've prayed over people and stuff like that. But with our friends... Um, and it is very common more and more now to have good friends and Christian friends that are battling mentally um, my advice would be one to, to listen and pray unconditional love like Jesus showed people have unconditional love yeah. and that's going to be the biggest thing for them because a lot of times and, and I, um, one thing that's hard to understand for a lot of us is what people with mental illness go through on any level because we have had physical stuff um, all of us and, and we've all had trials, but when, when you're not necessarily in control of your own mind, it's one of the scariest feelings that, that humans have. You know, it's almost like if you have a, a, a loved one, like if you're married or you have a kid or something and you see that person struggling so bad or, or taken on the, you know, you know, if, if it was like an, uh, like a car crash for the ambulance, you get to the point where it's just, you hit, hit despair because you're out of control of that situation, so people that aren't in control of their own mind—it's a very—it leads to despair and it's very unsettling. So again, um, one thing that I've noticed is that that helps with is to bring people constantly into fellowship and with the Word, and what that will do is is bring them back to a, a grounding point in reality. So if you have a friend that's up or down all the time and battles with that. Um, I would encourage them just every time church is open, you're coming. Say, hey, come with me. Let's, let's stay in the Word, and that will give them a reference point in life because the problem with mental illness is a lot of times emotions take over, and it's a constant roller coaster, and it's exhausting for that person. Um, so to have a guiding, a guiding light, the light of Jesus, and, and a constant grounding point is really important for them um, and so you'll see through you know it may take years but you're if you're just that point um, to, to bring them to that point that's a, that's the biggest help you can have bring them to Jesus keep them in the word um, and keep them in fellowship and and that will also just help them also to stay off that roller coaster if you can if you can talk to them with facts instead of feelings you'll notice people with mental illness talk a lot about feelings because that's that's what's going on they're just being pulled by their emotions and feelings And not a lot of rationality. So with a loving voice, if you can talk facts and the promises of God, um, it will just kind of keep bringing them back to that point. And um, and also not to take it on personally. It's really hard. We like to fix our our friends' problems. But with mental illness, you you can't, like I said, you can't fix it. Um, Only Jesus can. So just not take that on yourself personally, but keep, like I said, praying. uh, And pray the Holy Spirit will just come and move in them and fix it. And if you're, you know, sometimes you'll be a punching bag and sometimes you'll be that shoulder where, where, where they just crying or whatever, bring their problems to you. And you overall, like you'll be a hero in their life just by being there. Um, but just remember, you know, it's not like you, you're not going to, can't, you're not you're not going to fix it. So don't take it personally. Um, don't get worn out by it, but just, just realize, you know, they have their own battle going on. Um, and again, just those those words of, of the promises of God and, 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 just keep the facts, keep coming the facts. You'll hear, you'll hear the lies of the devil a lot, um, through people. And even, even our, our friends who are just tired or worn out, you know, um, haven't slept in days or taking tests or whatever. You'll hear that they are just getting loopy mm. and that's, you know, same, same thing on a different scale. And you just have to remind them of the promises of God. I got a, a few verses. Um, Romans twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Amen. and that way you'll be able to test what the will of God is, and His perfect and acceptable will." So again, that's being you know, Second uh, Timothy one seven, and this is one I held on that I've uh, held on to for a long time through my life is just for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self control. Um, and so again, talk about your mind, like the spirit he puts in you is, is power and love and control. And so if you're, if, if you're not in control of your mind, or if you don't have a sound mind, um, that that also says sound mind in some in some uh, translations. And that's one of my favorite things, because you see people like the, the, the crazy naked guy that's living in the tombs, <laughs> Jesus showed up. And by the end of his meeting with Jesus, it said he was sitting there clothed in his right mind. Yeah. Um, so Jesus can do that. It may take years. Um, but again, trusting Jesus. Um, you know, there's, there's medications and counselors and all that stuff. Um, but I'll tell you this, and this is even from personal experience, different podcasts, but like nothing transforms like the power of the word in Jesus, you know? There was a time in my life where I was frustrated to hear that. I'm like, you don't, you know, I'll just, you know, because because I, I used to battle this stuff earlier on going through college and whatnot. But um, uh, but again, I get frustrated. So I was like, what do you mean the power of Jesus can just transform everything? Like, I, you know, I just like people can't live without the caffeine. You're like, I can't function, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, you might be able to with the power of Jesus. I mean, is there anything God can't do? But um, But yeah, it may be a a long, slow road, but it's amazing what the power of Jesus and his word can do. It can transform your mind. So again, that's staying in fellowship, staying in the word is really important. And for someone who's just super discouraged, here's another verse, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Um, And again, he's talking to someone who was really down and just over it. He said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness um, and it goes on resting in that weakness because God's power is gonna accomplish what he's going to accomplish even when just life is rough because life is rough for people with mental illness. So that's my short take on it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: don't, I think that's a great that's that a great answer. I'm not even gonna
2: sorry, I just kind of blabbed on that one. No, that's but, great. I mean did any of that make sense?
1: No, absolutely. I think mean, there's yeah. only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. and That's a good point. Like you try and take it on yourself to fix people, and it's you get frustrated with yourself, and then you yeah. start to lose heart and lose faith because you're like, "How come God's not fixing it or healing them or whatever?" And so, yeah, it's true. I mean, you, you can't you can't fix everyone, and but like you said, being that constant of like love and prayer and um, being a constant in someone's life and always directing mm-hmm. them to Jesus. Like you said, yeah. you know, like, I don't know how to help you with that, but I do know that Jesus can. And so let's just, let's go to the word. Let's go to, let's go to him in prayer. And so mm. that's good. You kind of deflect the burden back mm-hmm. on Jesus because that's a burden mm. that no one can, you got enough to carry just yourself, right. but then trying to bear with one another's burdens and carry it with each other, which is something we're called to do. But there's a certain point where you're like, this is too heavy. Like I can't, I can't bear this alone. Like we gotta, we gotta tear this, we gotta put it on back on Jesus. So Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, there's a reason why Jesus is the savior of the world. It's not us, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, that was great, man. I don't even know what to say. I mean, that was awesome. That was, yeah, that was that. I think it just hit me so much what you were saying, Joel, about the power of listening and praying. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in all, every way to minister to anybody that's going with something. I mean, you know, like how often do we just listen to them and just, I mean, I think that's powerful. That's sure. huge. Well, so,
2: One other real practical thing, and this is for all of us, you know how it is when, when you just get down or depressed and, and God says we don't come overcome evil with evil, but we overcome evil by doing good. And what I've noticed is, and this works with drug addicts, anybody, like they've found that you, you can put them in, in counseling, again, drugs, everything. But like when they give someone purpose, it's amazing what how they pull themselves out. When someone, when a drug addict gets a job for the first time and they feel purpose and they're, they're involved in, in community, it's amazing what happens. They just all of a sudden, it's like they have something that fills that void. So same with, with us, like... If, if you're struggling with depression or something, get in the church, start serving. Just help out with mm-hmm. kids, do whatever you can. Go to a, go to the men's group or the women's group and, and get involved in community and ministry. And all of a sudden, when you're involved in other things and you're putting, you're, you're looking out for other people, you'll forget about yourself. Yeah. Because that's another big thing with with our depression or just being down or mental illness is it focuses yeah. on self. So focus outside on what God has for you and the purposes He yeah. has in your life. And those issues will fade, even if it's just for that hour or two. It's amazing, and you know that. You guys know that. Like, mm-hmm. you put yourself on yeah. the back burner and do do good, do you know, do His work. And um, so, again, if you have a friend, yeah. encourage them. Say, "Hey, we've got a, a volunteer day, or we've got this, or I'm going to women's Bible study again." Watch what happens during that hour or two when 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 they're talking to other women and they're being built up and they're they're serving. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. it's funny
1: we, we live in a culture that's all about like self care right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, and one of the best things you can do for yourself is to go serve someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the best things you can do for yourself is yeah. to forget about yourself yeah. and put your, <laughs> yeah, someone else. That's kind gonna... of, but
0: isn't that so opposite of like, I mean, when you talk about depression and you know, these emotions, I mean that like that's so opposite of what your natural desire would be if you're struggling with that right you know right. you know because i mean you're struggling with depression it's very self you are very self-centered and at, and you can think oh well why would i go serve like nobody cares about me no mm-hmm. one's asking him how i'm doing or no one's you know it can be very like and you and you gotta recognize too i mean that like that's the enemy the enemy's trying yeah. to tempt you into that so isolation. And Je- yeah, yeah, into isolation. And Jesus is trying to pull you out of that. And sometimes the remedy is, like you said, get out and serve people. And as you bless people, you're blessed. As you serve others, you, your heart gets ministered to, yeah. you and Jesus restores you. And, you yeah. know, I mean, that's the life of a Christian is death to self. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, put, putting yourself on, on the back burner and, and blessing other people. Um, I mean, that's what Jesus did. And we want to be like him. Great answer, Joel. I don't think I can e- honestly say anything. Nope. <laughs> on I, top of that, that, yeah. was, that was that was just the next question. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, wrapping it up with our last question today. This listener asks, if God's delays are not necessarily His denials, how can you tell when it is His delay? Or when it is his denial. This is a really good question. Here. Talking about how to know where God is leading you, how to know God's will. I feel like with this, Andrew, you taught a, you taught a, a Bible study on this <laughs> recently. How to make wise choices, didn't you? Yeah. The one person that comes to mind
1: in the Bible is Joseph, and just the stuff that that like, guy went through. And you know, he's in prison for two years for a crime that he didn't commit. And just like praying, I'm sure like, God, get me out of here. But in the time that he was in there, the guy was working and like serving and God, when are you going to get me out of here? But he didn't just sit there and do nothing and like, wait. But I would say, and we talked about this, one of the ways that you know it's not a denial is that if some, at some point God does it, then you know (laughs) that God didn't say no. And if you know it was a delay, it's probably because it took a while. Um so i think one of the best things to do when you're praying through something or if you're like number one is it sinful like is what you're wanting to do and your desire is it sinful um is it selfish and the last one was um stupid is it stupid there it is is it selfish is it sinful is it stupid if you're praying like you're praying something that is God's will and it's just not taking place but it's it's something good it's something that you know this is scripturally supported in God's will then yeah maybe it is a delay and God's just waiting you know God God has a plan and he has a time and so yeah cool but if you're like god i just really when is that ferrari going to come i just don't understand why are you taking so long it's like dude that's stupid <laughs> You know, just kind of, I don't know. Uh How can you tell when it's a delay? I would say at some point, if you're praying always and it finally comes, then you know that God God was going to do it. It just took time. And so it sounds like a stupid answer, but I don't know how else to answer that other than like, I'm sure Joseph was praying, God, get me out of prison. Yeah, He was there for two years and then they forgot about him for even longer. You know, he's like, god get me out of this prison and eventually god did yeah so it was like why did god delay in doing that i don't know but it wasn't a denial
2: yeah when i and it was funny when i initially read it my my first instinct instinct was that it 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 doesn't really matter if it's a denial or a delay Mm. yeah (laughs) like it really it wouldn't it doesn't matter because your your job is to continually live in his will and do his will like yeah and not worry about it um but there's some things that are passionate on our hearts so again Coming back to the verse 1 Timothy 6 6, write this down. If you're having trouble with contentment, is it true godliness with contentment is itself a great wealth? Mm-hmm. And that's 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 legend verse right there because yeah. godliness <laughs> with contentment it's so hard to be content, especially in our culture and things. Yeah. So, but there isn't what I've found is if there's something I, I am desiring, or, or a lot of us, you know, when we're younger, want or we want a relationship, okay, if we don't have one yet. Well, again, focus on doing His will, mm-hmm. and if that desire is still there, then that's a and it's a good thing. It's from God. That's that's yeah. just a delay. It's not a denial. Yeah, you'll know. Yeah, you'll yeah yeah <laughs> you'll know when the no is a no, and, and when it is, give in to the no. Yeah, just surrender. <laughs> <Get to laughs> give in to the no, because right. there's been places I've thought about like moving or something like that, and I was like, oh, I want to move to this place. I want to visit that place, and jobs opened up. And the Lord was like, no, and had this little anxiety. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I don't think it's right, you know. But I'm pushing forward, and I just know it's a no. And at the point when I finally said, all right, Lord, I think you're saying no, I'm gonna let it go, and, and I'm gonna surrender and be okay with no. Instantly, there's a peace, right? Mm. And you're like, oh, that it's a denial. I'm the one not letting go. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's where it's like, okay, okay, let go, you know. And it's not a delay; he's not waiting. like, he's told me no. I'm just not.
1: Like no, not listening. letting
2: it be. So, yeah. Um, for me, I think either way, just focus on His will, not what you want.
1: Yeah. And His known will, right? Like, yeah. Obey yeah. His known will. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get, we're so obsessed with the future of the unknown will that we don't do what God has told us to do in the present, which is to obey yeah. His known will. Right? It's not. We're not supposed to be those that are obsessed with the future. Yeah. Right. The future belongs to the Lord. The the secret things belong to him what belongs to us i think it's deuteronomy it says what belongs to us are is the word of god and what he's written down in his will and so sometimes we're so focused on what's not happening that we don't even do what we're supposed to do right and mm-hmm. and so um
0: yeah that's a that's a tricky one like yeah, yeah i'm
2: exactly.
0: yeah it it is i mean cuz you know in my mind i can think of like Areas where you're like, okay, well, maybe it's not stupid, sinful, selfish, right? Mm-hmm. But it's one of those kind of gray areas where it's like, you know, it's like it's you can walk through any of these doors, and you're yeah. praying, you're like, Lord, you know, show me what you want me to do, and He's like, I, you know, and you're like, am I waiting for the, you know, and I think I think, yeah, um, and you know, one thing God has taught me over time, and and I'll speak from personal experience, um. Is sometimes I can pray about something so much that I begin to idolize the gift Mm. more than the giver of the Mm. gift. And I begin to, the only time I pray is when I'm praying for this Mm. thing. And I'm not seeking out the Lord. I'm not seeking first His kingdom. And, you know, um, and... Uh, and and you're right Andrew you get so lost in the future of the what if like or wh- is it this is it that like god bring it. it you know and you're like you're begging god for this or you're praying god you're like lord nah, nah. and um like putting your dreams ahead of him yes you know? exactly or maybe He
2: put those passions there but it's like realizing yeah. your own dreams
0: yeah when he wants you to be content and he says and he says you know child yeah. are you content with just a relationship with me i think mm-hmm. there comes a place to where you kind of, you kind of have to take a heart check, and you say, "If God were to, den- to deny this today, would I be, would I be okay with just me and Jesus, and without that, whatever that mm-hmm. delay or denial of whatever it might be, like, am I okay without it? Like, or am I living today, you know, in that sort of way, yeah. you know, like contentment with the Lord? Because I mm-hmm. think it's just as you, it's you, you guys said it so well. I mean, better than I can." But just as you walk with the Lord and as you as you seek His will today for your life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gonna prepare you for what's coming tomorrow, what's coming yeah. next month, and what's it's it's hard, you know, because we are we invest so much of our emotions and ourselves, and I mean, you know, into God's will. Like, Lord, is it here? Mm-hmm. Is it her? Is it this <laughs> job? You know, and you're like, ah, oh, and there's so many gray areas that you can be like, what door do I step through? You know, and, yeah. but I think. Um, it's being content with the Lord seeking him first today and, Mm -hmm. and trusting that he knows what's best. And as you do that and the door never opens, okay, Lord, it was a denial, (laughs) you know, or if it does eventually open, all right, well, God, you wanted me to wait. (laughs) And there's a reason why you wanted me to wait for it, you know, but you know, I think even in the question,
1: they're trying to figure out there's they're trying to figure out like do I have to wait for this or do I get this now <laughs> yeah like is this a no or do this I get no. this yeah even even in even in they the want question to know. yeah somebody yeah if it's not then how can you tell you you can't I think that's the that's yeah. the answer you can't tell yeah. you have to walk by faith not by sight right. and I think what, what you're wanting is like just tell me just right. tell me what right. is it is it denial or is it or is it a delay I don't know Right, so I can can move on. Yeah, so I can get this done. So, no, you can't. It doesn't work that way. You can't just say, God, (laughs) that's not how it works. You walk by faith, not by sight.
0: You don't get a blueprint for your life. There's no, no yeah. What did you say, a PDF? A downloadable (laughs) PDF. You're you're not God and you're not Chuck Norris. Yeah, but yeah,
1: exactly. You're neither of those (laughs) things.
2: (laughs) Well, you said it well with Joseph. And think about it, man. Joseph went through a lot, but he he wouldn't have been able to be second in command, no, if he didn't go through that stuff, no. And God prepared him, but we don't like to think. Wait, two years in jail—that don't make sense, God. Yeah, but it does to God.
1: Yeah, even in prison, I'm sure he was like, "Are you going to let me rot here?" Yeah. <laughs> or, but what I love about Joseph is no matter where he was, he sowed and he reaped. Mm-hmm. Like wherever he ended up, when he was in the pit, like waiting, like I'm in the. I'm in a pit. I'm sure he straightened and tidied up that pit and yeah. made it as nice as possible. <laughs> and then when he was sold into slavery, he became the top slave um, in some guy's house. Yeah, and he flourished where God planted wherever him. Wherever he yeah. was. Yeah. That's in a prison a word right there. In a prison cell. Yeah. He became one of the, like the head of the prison. Mm-hmm. It just, he didn't care where he, I'm sure he cared where he was, but that didn't change the fact that he was going to do He's what faithful. God had said. Mm and be the best that he could be wherever he was at. Mm. And that is why his faithfulness with the little, God promoted him to the place of, of exaltation. And I don't think Joseph ever thought... This time in prison is going to lead to me being the second in command of, over oh, Egypt. Right. And that's not the desire because the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. serving is greatness. In our world, service is, is something you start at the bottom to mm-hmm. work to the top. Step stool and to the Yeah, in God's kingdom, service is greatness. Mm, and so wherever you are, if you're just like, give me the answer. I just want the answer. Like you're saying, you're missing out on the gift of relationship with God. Um, that comes from these times of walking things out by faith. So that's the end of
2: it. Yeah, that's good.
0: That's good. That's really good.
2: It's Chuck Norris good right there. That's rich. <laughs> that's rich, Pastor Andrew.
0: It's all that beard rustling <laughs> that you're doing in the background. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <Where> <laughs> from the well, I think that's it. That awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Well, we just want to say thanks, guys, for listening to Lightning Rounds, another episode, episode seven, I believe. Um, and thanks for sending in your questions too, for those of you that send in those questions. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time. There's no such thing as a as a bad question, you know, that you can send in. And so, um, thanks for sending them in. And maybe as you were listening to this, you're thinking, man, I got a good question for them. I got a real, I got a real dinger for you. <laughs> It'll stump you. Yeah, a little sideswipe. <laughs> Just not yeah. answer. You know, maybe you're. You, but you think, oh man, you have a good question. You can find us on Instagram at refuge underscore sjc, and send us a message with your question, and we'd love to hear it. We'd love to um, highlight it and answer it in our next podcast. And, or if you're listening to this right now on your podcast app, leave us a good review. We're always super blessed by that, and it helps us out. Anybody have any closing thoughts for today?
2: Press on, press on, guys. I know it's, it gets rough out there and confusing, but uh, hold on to him and just hang, hang in there. Press on. He's got good stuff for you.
1: Yeah. Then you come back to our Sandlot reference at the beginning. Just keep swinging. Keep swinging. Keep just sw- hold your, your glove up. up.
0: Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll worry do the about rest. rest. I'll do the rest. That's right. Is that not like
1: a Holy Spirit, like God thing right there? He's like, hey, just hold up your glove.
0: Hold your glove. I'll do all the That work. answers every hey, question. Man. <laughs> You're looking to. Should you missionary date? Should you wait for the right person? God's like, just hold your glove up. Just hold your glove. Yeah. I'll do the rest. He'll bring it. Just be. Yeah. He'll bring yeah. that person. To
1: Some you. of you have that ugly trout hat, and God's like, hey, throw that in the fire. I got something better check, right here.
2: Check something it. Check it. Yeah.
1: Maybe the shock of his first homer was just too much for him. That's my favorite line. I
0: love that. <laughs> anyway. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Mm-hmm. God bless you. We know that there's more to these questions, I think, than, um, and we understand that too. So know that even before we record this, guys, we pray for you guys. We really do. And so we love you guys. um, And we'll see you next time on Lightning Rounds. Yeah.
2: You're killing me, small.